The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron, and you're thinking all of the history of Pokemon. Someone's used Lickitung for what we all think Lickitung would be used for. Uh, hi, my name is Taya, uh, and being the industrial relations expert that I am, uh, my advice to everyone uh, exploring office romance is number one, don't. But number two, if you must, uh, please avoid physical uh relations in your staff break room <laughs> that's very specific hello my <laughs> name is Faye, and i think too many people go out into the wild wild wide word of sex without grinding stats first and i think it's a shame and it's a problem with modern gaming got a min max <laughs> stamina <laughs> touche and finger dexterity <laughs> kaboom <laughs> hi <laughs> I'm Dr. Malian Butt. <laughs> Do you know the well-known painter who specializes in drawing butts? His name is Picasso. Ah, I thought it was going to be Butticelli. Oh, that's also pretty good. <laughs> oh my god, we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love like life. And this week on the show, we have a very direct question for one of our panelists. This is what someone has written in. Hi, how do I join your polycule, Faye? Well, <laughs> first of all, this is very direct. <laughs> Flattering. Anonymous listener. Definitely anonymous listener. Definitely can't put two and two together. Um, but I appreciate the thoughts immediately. Uh... I, I think Ooh. what we want to say first is we this this was obviously one of those ones where you go, well, it's not really advice, but we did actually want to touch on this because as a group, obviously two of us um, are in heavily monogamous relationships and have been, and that's all we know. So there is a little bit of interest from myself and Marlian about the world of polyamory and how one gets involved and how one starts that conversation in a relationship um, because it is still something that like while much more um, accepted in in the modern world it is still something that is not seen as um, often as monogamy in things such as you know popular culture general discourse it is still something that is considered fringe um and that is changing over time, but it's still got a little way to go for people to consider that way. And we do that through education. So we thought we'd have an episode where you guys can talk us through the world of polyamory. The other thing I'll mention is don't forget, also is illegal and also has no legal protections for discrimination against. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, look, to, to answer the question, uh, how do you join uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, polycule? Uh, look, the only way uh, to become a polyamorist is, number one, uh, to either be born a polyamorist, or number two, <laughs> uh, save the life of a polyamorist. At that point, 
you know, you get into the, the, the exclusive club. We teach you all the, the secret handshakes, uh, you know, teach you all the, the, the songs and stuff. And yeah, no, it's great. Uh, you know, just uh, apply the rock of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was oh, hoping... Trust me, there's a, there's a lot of chains involved. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be like a sign up sheet or something like a Google form, perhaps. It's, a, it's an expression of interest. And then a series of interviews. Mm-hmm. We pop it in the tea room at work. Just put it up on your staff notice board. Is there like an audition process? Uh, <laughs> well, from a realistic perspective, I think the way that most people find polyamory, there's, there's like two pathways. Either they're in an existing mono relationship and they feel affection to a new person and they're confused and there's a lot of stress about it, or they are not in a relationship and they start to get interest in someone who is in a poly relationship. And each of those pathways is uh, fraught with danger and peril. (laughs) This is where the life-saving comes in. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're in an existing relationship, um, the biggest issue that you should be aware of is that when someone who has existed in poly relationships before starts a new relationship, there's often a talk about it, right? Where they're like, so are we, is this a monogamous relationship? Are we open to other people and whatnot? But if you are not aware of the like polyamory kind of situation, you just don't have those conversations. Yeah, it's, so with polyamorous dynamics, when they start like polyamorous, when you start a relationship with a polyamorous, Generally, it's best practice to sort of have an explicit conversation about, like, what are the dynamics that people specifically would like to sort of explore. Um, And that's something that I think is a huge advantage, um, yeah, I guess, for for people sort of exploring that, which is that you really get to sort of set out those expectations, both in the short term and in the long term. Um, And, you know, know what direction, like, both of you would like to have the relationship grow in. Which doesn't mean that that doesn't change as time goes by. It's just that generally uh, polyamorists are a little bit more vocal about it. Uh, which is, you know, how do you tell whether someone's uh, polyamorous? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Uh, so. <laughs> I think um, the big thing is, as someone who is definitely, I've always been monogamous. Um, I'm very much an outsider of this community. And to be honest, it's a thing that I've never thought to ask questions about. Because obviously I come from being gay. I come from a community that is very at home with um, open relationships. But polyamory is obviously a whole different killer to fish to that. Like it goes in an entirely different, um, not entirely different direction, but it's not just a matter of having relationships that are open to uh, like trysts outside of a monogamous relationship. It's so much more than that. So I guess to me, I'm interested in like, the dynamic in a polycule and how um, it feels to be inside a polycule. Faye, do you want to jump in on that? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can. Do I mean, that. are we going to do really phrasing as well? Sorry. On... Okay. You know what? <laughs> like, let's just let's just be sweet for at least the first like five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we can just devolve right into smut. It's fine. <laughs> yep. 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 It really depends on the polycule in question. Like, there are a lot of polycules, especially in the the state that I live in here, Victoria. Uh, There are a lot of, like, large, large polycules. 
the stretch quite a distance where it's almost like you can count the chains between people um in <laughs> like these kind the of situations ending of us, exactly they're holding yeah. hands yep that's America. it yep yeah. across wow, victoria though um, full of yeah. jordan peele references lately ah uh, big fan <laughs> but in those situations there's almost like a level of distance it's like you have a person and they have like two or three relationships and those relationships are two or three separate parts of their life that they spend so they're like oh monday to tuesday partner one wednesday to thursday partner two some people set it up like that um personally i live in a household which is a very tight polycule where everyone is either in a direct relationship with the other person or they're close enough to be considered family right so, like, even if we're not, there's someone who lives here with me who isn't in a relationship with me, but they're family in the exact same way that you'd expect anyone who was that close to all of your relationships would be. So it really differs from group to group. But I've said this time and time again, but the better your polycule, the better you, you are at competitive gaming because you can instantly <laughs> field a full competitive team who are in sync with one another. Okay. And it just works out. So and I think you're all very good at communicating. <laughs> I think a, a big part of it, and I'm going to apologize up front about, honestly, my ignorance on the entire, you know, conversation. Because in my mind, it's that thing of, it's only just with you saying that, making sense to me that it's not just kind of, you know, one big dish that everyone is in together, but rather that into <laughs> that web. A goulash of bodies. Yeah, right. Like it's not like everyone's <laughs> in the relationship together. It's more, there are these interconnected relationships that all tie into each other. And there could be, you know, there could be one key person that's connected to everything, but there could also be like three separate smaller networks that then connect in different ways. And it, your brain being raised in, you know, the, Mon monogamous norm y you're raised in such a way that it that doesn't like it doesn't register for me i don't know if it's the same for you malian how do you feel about like have you ever really thought about polyamory oh i yes okay. so um like i have been in a polyamorous relationship before i would say even like two it, i have done that before it has been a thing hmm. um and even if i'm not in one currently I believe in it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. And so does my partner ethically, but we also take it in a way of as an ongoing conversation, like our relationship is an ongoing conversation. So we started actually as Polly, we didn't see or date anyone else. And then we had a conversation, we closed the relationship because it was like, meh, we're kind of just monogamous and I just only want to be with you. That's kind of what we want to do. And we got married and everything else, right? And we're happy as such. Mm. Um, but once again, ongoing conversation. But I think we're both very happy being monogamous. So that's where we're at. But um, the way I always thought about it was like friendship networks anyway. Like my own friendship networks where I can hang out with one person, even though they know someone else but we don't have to hang out all together at the same time. But sometimes we do as well. Uh, like, to that point, like, Malianne, um, yeah, like, I, I mean, that's pretty much, like, how you can sort of approach polyamory with regards to, like, ultimately, um, you know, the same way that you might approach your sort of friendship dynamic, like, 
you know, just because you're friends with an individual person doesn't mean you have to be friends with everyone else in that friend circle. Um, and similarly, like if you're entering into a polyamorous relationship um, and in my own sort of polyamorous experiences, like it, there is that individual aspect of just like, ultimately it's my relationship with someone else um, that like, uh, you know, informs that relationship on its own. Um, you know, if I have multiple partners, like they're not competing with each other. Um, it's not a competition to see who I love more or anything like that. Um, it's more just like I love the relationship for what it is um, and love them for the person that they are. And yeah, I work very hard to sort of make them feel appreciated and, and loved in that way themselves. I mean, yeah, because as an only child, I'm, I know I'm the favorite, right? Like, <laughs> got no competition there. <laughs> You're the favorite and least favorite. I'm not another child, but I, I am the, I am the baby for my mum, so I know I'm the favorite. Yeah, no, I, I do There's actually this have idea. A, a, a older, I, I do have uh, much older siblings. Um, shout out to them if they're listening. Hopefully not. <laughs> so I think the thing I like, obviously, we want to use this as a way to discuss the beginning of polyamory. What's something for someone who doesn't understand um, polyamory has, you know, a slightly budding interest. What are some of the pitfalls early on in a relationship that you think that people need to be mindful of if they're considering this lifestyle? I think ultimately the, uh, the idea is in theory that everyone has an unlimited amount of love to give. It is not a resource that is scarce in any way. The, the resource that is scarce is time right? Uh, you only have so much time every day to communicate with people and whatnot, and it's your responsibility to realize when the additional partners means that you no longer have enough time to give each partner what they need, right? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is there will be jealousy, right? Not with someone, if, if someone has like a history with polyamory and is, has like kind of lived that lifestyle for a while, in essence, they should have hopefully managed to conquer that jealousy to an extent, right? It's not going to be such a big deal for them. But if you are moving into polyamory for the first time, jealousy will appear just because of the fact that our culture shows us that a relationship between two people is that pure bond right? That cannot be broken. So when you see them with a pure bond with someone else, you're almost programmed to be like, no, that's mine. Give that back, which is the wrong response to get. But it's something that you both have to know will turn up. And you also have to forgive in your partner when it does turn up. Yeah, I get jealous when my cats don't sit on me and they sit on my partner instead, right? Like, it actually kind of hurts me to my core, but I work through it. <laughs> But even with that example, like, the issue isn't that your cats are sitting on your partner. The, the issue is that you're not getting sat on, right? So exactly. with <laughs> jealousy, like, you know, you, you sort of recontextualize it. I swear to God, if you say phrasing. <laughs> so You um, know what you said. You know what I you know said. I know what I said. I know what I said. And I'm glad that no one took that layup. But uh, <laughs> so... Um, when you're sort of approaching sort of a polyamorous dynamic, like you do have to understand like essentially what are your own sort of needs, but also what are your own ca capacities as well? Cause that's going to help you 
fundamentally be able to navigate issues like jealousy in a way that's constructive rather than destructive because there are problems that are going to happen, right? There's going to be miscommunications, there's going to be misalignments, mispriorities, um, or, or just circumstances outside of the relationship are going to change. Um, and the question is about how to navigate it. And uh, as we often talk about on this podcast and is very much a theme, uh, it's all about communication and communicating those needs and concerns and desires to each other. And you definitely need to do that a lot more in a polyamorous dynamic than um actually no you need to do it in every relationship polyamorous or monogamous. you kind of do yeah yeah i think as well from the sound of it as someone who's outside of it it's a lot of you can't just expect others to evolve the way they're thinking you need to do a lot of self-reflection on the way that you've been raised because as we said we've been raised in a certain way that monogamy is the only option and you have to reassess your relationship with not just monogamy but heteronormativity um, and the idea of how people fall into a relationship and the dynamics within a relationship. I actually do have a question. So something I've never done personally is enter a polycule, like an established polycule. And is there a sign-up sheet? Like, hey, like, <laughs> I, okay, but genuine, like in a more genuine way, right? Like the there is, there is an established dynamic. And if someone is, I guess, not already a part of that and they're entering into it um are there some key tips pieces of advice sage um knowledge that we should be thinking of for our listeners who are curious uh Faye with your established polyamorous dynamic uh, how how would we jump into you? how would we join uh, your polyamorous <laughs> oh, oh, oh Cameron's <laughs> eyes are wide at that phrasing um let Gonna try that again, Taya? Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Uh, yeah. Uh, second take. Second take. Uh, look. So, uh, yeah. How how do we join uh, your polycule fay? So it's more. It's not a pyramid. It's more of a funnel. Um, <laughs> where you sign up two other people to join. You purchase the items, and then you're responsible for selling those items on to other people you bring into the polycule. <laughs> So one of the things that comes up is that, like, we don't generally treat every single relationship as this is going to be a lifelong relationship, right? So there might be someone who is temporarily kind of part of the polycule in a little bit more of a borderline open relationship, right? And in that case, that person just has a relationship with one of the people in the polycule, and that's all you got to worry about, right? There's no sign-up sheet. This is fine. Uh... The difficulty comes in the, I'm in an open relationship that has now gotten more serious, and now it's almost like bringing them back to meet the parents. Mm. And it's mm. like, oh, I see. Um, The best piece of advice I can give is that you don't have to have an intimate relationship with every member of the polycule. You don't have to. It's not required, right? But I'll, I find a lot of the time the person who you're attracted to is attracted to these other people because they have similar like likes and interests and you're probably going to share them as well so that's pretty good i will mention the one other thing that's a massive advantage about like a triad polycule is that you see all these dude bros talking about oh my god i finally had a threesome and you get to turn to them with your <laughs> best m bison impression and you can say 
the day that you had your first threesome, it was the world-defining moment of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... (laughs) So there's no form that you need to fill out to join, um, I guess, my polycule of one currently. Um, It's just very much like, I guess, any other relationship that you might sort of start, right? Like, you just see how the vibes go. Um, When I had uh, partners that I was uh, joining um, and sort of, I guess, connecting through me, uh, in, in, of course, into a funnel shape, uh, which they would then sell on to two other partners. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was basically, yeah, it was sort of the way that I describe it is that if you're the sort of, as an experienced polyamorous, you always go at the, at the, at the pace of the, 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 the slowest person, right? So it's always sort of gentle steps where you sort of reassure the person, especially if they're, um, you know, relatively newer to sort of the, um, I guess uh, a polyamorous dynamic than than others, um, and you know, uh, generally, you know, that's that's something that most people understand and, and can accept. Um, and yeah, you, uh, I guess, yeah, like your relationship, uh, like, how do I say this? It can be scary meeting a metamorph, but you don't have to be best friends with them. So a metamorph means the partner of your partner. Bingo. So okay. you know, the other yeah. franchisees, you don't have to be best friends with them, um, but it, it certainly helps if you're not at each other's throats. The other regional managers. The other regional <laughs> managers. What's yeah. that saying about like friendship? Some friends are like for a season. Other friends are... Finish my thought, please. I've never heard this phrase. I have no idea what phrase you're talking about. I know Fairweather and Fowler are friends. So, you know, you've got some friends are just seasonal. Okay. Okay, I'm going to have to look this up. I swear it's a thing. On that note, I think that's all (laughs) we've got time for today. If you know um, the answer to what the hell that quote is, feel free to let (laughs) us know. But also, this was just kind of delving out, not delving, dipping our toe into the world of polyamory and polycules and what that looks like without, you know, any kind of judgment behind it at all. Because it is just a reality that exists in our world now and it's something that a lot of people don't have a point of contact about. So I do want to invite any of our listeners, if you have more questions about the world of polyamory, don't hold back. You can get in contact with us. Um, We want to thank Ryan Sten for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other.